Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hi, Bombshell. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. You're listening to episode 06, the five steps to onboarding and training a new employee. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. If you are a new listener, just to tell you a couple things about me, I'm an ICF certified uh, coach. I speak frequently to Fortune 500 companies. I also go into spas and salons and fitness centers and teach them how to be strategic with their branding and their um, their tribe building and all the unique personal brands within that organization. And um, also a mom, wife, friend, family member, and all those good things just like you because you, of all people, Bombshell, know how abundant your lives are and how busy we stay. So now that you know a little bit more about me, let's dive into the content of today's episode. So in this episode, I'm going to teach you, obviously, per the title of the episode, the five steps to onboarding and training a new employee. Now, I've found when I go into small businesses that they tend to skip several of these vital steps in an effort to get that new employee up and running and functional and filling in that ginormous gap that being down an employee can cause, especially in a small business. Really? I mean, this applies to any type of business, but you know who I'm, I'm focusing this podcast on. So those who, who get something from it that's beyond that audience, awesome. But right now, small business people, I am holding you accountable because you think, oh, we're just small mom and pop or, well, our salon is, you know, we're just, we're all just kind of family and we just kind of wing it and that sort of thing. And I'm here to tell you that the long-term impact and specifically the financial impact is much greater if you uh, simply start off on the right foot with your new employees. So I'm going to give you a few statistics um, because I don't want you to just take my word for it. According to the Society for Human resource management, new employees who participated in a well-laid-out orientation program were 69% more likely to remain at a company up to three years. 69% if you just onboard them correctly. Um, Companies who have solid onboarding processes have new hires with a 54% greater productivity rate and a 50% greater new hire retention rate. And we're going to get into um, when that real risk time, that risk period for a new hire is and what you need to do to ensure that they get over that new hire hump um, and and make sure that you retain them. But 50% more productive? I mean, hello, don't you want them to... uh, really dive in and and get started. That's why you're just kind of shoving them out onto the floor or shoving them behind a desk without properly training them because you want so desperately for them to pick up that slack. But if you would just slow down and properly go through these five steps that I'm going to teach you today, they will be 50% more likely to be productive 54% rather, and 50% more likely to stick with you so you don't have to go through that entire process all over again with the person that's going to replace them. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, these are big corporate figures, and in the show notes, I'm going to actually link to the sources, but I was looking for figures in small businesses specifically, 
And a CBS Money Watch report said that the cost of turnover on the conservative side of things is about 20% of an employee's annual earnings. So think about whatever position that you're hiring for, take 20% of that. Now, if that person leaves you, you're going to give that amount of money or you're going to lose that amount of money just getting somebody on board to replace them. So let's do it right the first time, shall we? Okay, let's go forward with step one now that you are thoroughly convinced that this is worthy of your attention. First, you want to welcome your new team member, your new employee. This is um, obvious sounding, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this. Um, How many times have you had somebody hired and then you're like, oh, okay, here's the front desk and I'm going to introduce you to so-and-so. And and then the next day you might introduce them to another part of, or another person. And then they kind of slowly acclimate into your business. I want you to think about the experience that they're having. How would you want a customer to feel on their first visit? Your customers, the people who pay you, how do you want them to feel the very first time they ever have an experience with your brand? Wouldn't it be a good idea to make sure that you have that same kind of experience for your employee so they know how to treat your customers, so they know what kind of experience you're supposed to have when you come into your whatever type of business you have, your boutique or gym or CrossFit gym or spa, salon, uh, skin spa, mini spa, whatever that looks like. Um, I I want you to really think about that and I want you to describe what type of experience that is for your customer and then I want you to figure out how you can replicate that in a meaningful way for your new employees. Okay, also under step one, welcoming your new team employee, give them a personality assessment. See how they fit into the team dynamics. There are plenty of free options available. Like you can Google, uh, you know, free disc profile or free color assessment or, um, you know, free personality assessment. You could get tons of free stuff or you can go, um, to Amber Hurdle forward or amberhurdle.com forward slash resources. And I have some links there to some um, assessments. Some are free uh, and some are paid. My, my favorite one is, um, the brand fascination or the, um, fascination advantage assessment. So um, I will definitely get those into the show notes as well. And that way you are welcoming them into a bigger picture. You're showing that they fit into a bigger a bigger experience than themselves and that you're showing the rest of your team how they uh, are going to integrate into the existing team. Okay, um, when you create... The next step in welcoming them, when you create a welcome experience for them, that might include like a goodie basket. Um, I mean, it could just be a little bit of candy. It could be that you get muffins for uh, your your whole shop that morning. It could be so many different things. But this is a good time to also include any uniforms, aprons. Um, if you don't have uniforms or, uh, you know, trainer shirts or whatever that is for your brand, then maybe giving them some branded gear so that when they're walking out around town that they are wearing things that have your brand on it and they do feel like they are part of it because you just gave them for free something that they can wear that says, hey, I am a part of this brand. So that welcome experience 
super important. Um, announce your new employee to your existing team in a fun way. Do something like a get-to-know-you activity. Share that personality type with the team so they know how to interact with them, both when they need to leverage their skill set and when there's conflict. And um, make sure that everybody welcomes them, preferably at the same time. Even if that experience has to wait till a next team meeting or something, just make sure that everybody has a chance to congratulate them and welcome to the team. Um, you definitely, as you welcome them, want to find out how they like to be recognized for great work. Um, you can have them fill out a little survey. You can just ask them whatever is uh, the best fit for your personality and your type of work environment. But figure that out early on so that when they exceed your expectations, you can do something that is meaningful to them and isn't the thing that would make somebody else happy. Uh, some people love public recognition. Other people die a slow death with that. Some people love a handwritten note. Other people are like, well, why didn't you tell everybody at the team meeting? Like, I was awesome. So you have to really understand what that looks like for your individual employee. Um, and then have them, of course, complete required paperwork. So have a full packet. Don't let this linger over weeks and weeks. Oh, yeah, I forgot to have you sign this. Oh, yeah, here's our insurance. Oh, yeah. I mean, small business does not have to be lackadaisical like that. Have a new employee packet, including company standards, um, your legal and tax documents, insurance enrollment, whether you have full insurance or just uh, access to like an AFLAC policy, whatever that is, um, make sure that that's in there. And then um, give them a tour of the work environment. And I say this every time, don't forget the bathroom. There's nothing worse on your first day when nobody knows who you are and nobody knows your personality and maybe you're shy or you know maybe you are super gregarious. But the very first question that a new employee wants to ask, I assure you is not, hey, where can I go relieve myself? So show them around, show them where everything is, Tell them where they should park. Tell them where, um, you know, the AED or uh, the AED device or the, um, the uh, fire extinguisher or anything like that. Those are little details that you don't think about until it's time to have an emergency that that person needs to know. And then you can be like, oh, and here's the bathroom, you know, just little things like that. Or here's where you can put your lunch if you bring it. Here's where you can store your stuff. You know, this is where it's locked. This is where it's not locked. Those type of things. Make them feel at home so that they don't have to feel nervous. They're already going to be nervous about so many things about taking on a new job. Don't make them feel nervous about where they're supposed to put their lunch, okay? Um, next thing that you want to do, step two, is provide your new employee with needed access. Also sounds like a very obvious thing, but if they can't log into your software, then they're not going to be very productive. So you want to make sure that they have a phone, an email list of, of key employees, relevant vendors, whoever they're going to need to contact. Think about what their job description is. Think about, you know, who are they going to interact with on a regular basis? Who do they call in an emergency? What happens in this situation? And then put together a little quick contact list. Make sure they've got that in writing, not just accessible online because what if the internet goes out? What if their cell phone gets dropped in the toilet? There's so many different things like that. So if they have a printed out sheet on a tech board or in their drawer or whatever, then that's super helpful. Depending on the size of your business, you might want to give them a map of the property or the office space or the salon or the fitness and wellness center. You want them to know um, you know, where their workstation is, where the bathroom is, where the break room is, where the emergency exits are. If you have an outdoor pool, an indoor pool, if you have a steam room or a sauna, um, 
if it's a spa, you know, here's the side where the men are and here's where the women are and this is where the storage is. Those are all things that should be somewhere on a map so they could quickly figure that type of stuff out. If a guest or a customer or a member come to them and they need something, they don't have to say, oh, let me find out for you. Because, of course, we'd never want them to say, I don't know. Those are like the most terrible words in business ever. But they can quickly look and see how to handle situations if they know where everything is. Of course, give them keys, pass cards, anything like that to, to uh, the the key to the storage closet if they're going to have anything to do with that, or at least know where the key to that storage closet is. Definitely keys and pass uh, pass cards, and then of course passwords. So if they need a password to a particular piece of software, if you are a part of any type of um, local group, um, if there is a password to get into documents that they need, make sure that you have a list of all of those passwords. And then, of course, if you share calendars or folders or files, make sure that you give them access to those. And if they are somebody who is authorized to make purchases on behalf of your company, they need to have access to a company credit card if they're eligible. Now, quick tip on this, both with the credit card and with your passwords. Um, I use a a product called LastPass, and then there is also, um, I think it's called 1Password, and you have one one password that you log into, and then you can come up with all kinds of auto-generated crazy passwords for everything that you log into in life, period, whatever. And then the key thing here, especially with new employees that maybe you just don't know that well, um, it, or even if you do, you can share access through LastPass. If they have a LastPass account and you have a LastPass account and there is a free version, then you can just share access to them so it automatically populates their computer with a password, but they don't know what it is. And so if you terminate that employee or if that employee decides to just no call, no show, then you just deactivate their access on LastPass with one fail swoop and you don't have to go and change all your different passwords. And you can also give them access to your credit card information that way as well. So there's a few things you can do to um, hack your security a little bit better and I will include links to that in uh, the show notes as well. Step three you want to provide needed tools and resources for your new employee, whether that's electronics or software that they're going to need, whether that's physical tools, like just think about cleaning supplies or face cradle protectors for your massage tables, um, office supplies, or a place to store styling tools um, like hair dryers and curling irons and flat irons. I mean, if they're even if they're subcontracted and they bring all of those things with them to work, if you're not providing a consistent look of where all those things go for each stylist, then you're not going to really be able to control the environment. So you want to make sure that you think about those things. Um, And on that note, do not, do not, do not expect an employee, like a true employee, to provide their own cell phone, their own data plans. Don't expect them to bring their own computer. Don't expect them to provide their own internet access. They should not be using their own personal email if they're not an employee. If they're not a contractor, then you have to provide those things. I don't care how mom and pop you are. That is your job. It is your business. They should not be using their personal anything in support of 
your business. And if you're confused or maybe you just haven't brushed up lately on the difference between an employee and a contractor, it's probably an entirely new episode. And I actually have um, an employment law uh, lawyer in mind that I might have um, come interview on the show because this is a really big issue, especially when you're dealing with um, salon spas, fitness centers, wellness uh, teams, and that sort of thing. But um, I will link to like a legal Zoom article on that, the difference between an employee and a contractor. A lot of small businesses get this wrong. And the last thing that you want is to have your state um, employment board uh, barking up your tree and doing audits and then getting fined because you have been treating people like contractors who legally are employees. So physical tools, super important, and the things that you need to provide your new employees. If they're going to be using a computer and it takes you two weeks to get them a computer, they are not going to be very productive in those two weeks and you are paying them for nothing. And you should be paying them so that they can produce more income for you. You should be getting this day one. You should be moving them towards their most productive selves and you have to prepare them and give them everything that they need. Um, Again, providing the tools and resources, also email access if that's um, if that's something that they're going to use in, in your business. And then something that uh, oftentimes people don't think about too are like association cred- credentials. So think about the national associations, whether that's URSA or um, any of the spa or salon. I know there's several um, national associations. If you're a member of that and you're paying annually and you don't have any representation or people who are getting involved, then, you know, really what are you using that membership for? So if you have the ability to add people to that account and allow them to learn more or take advantage of the webinars or go to the conferences or, you know, reach out to other people in your industry for best practices, then make sure that you include that um, the credentials to, to to reach those associations online and allow them to log in or create their own account or whatever. Okay, so, so far, just to recap real quick, step one is uh, welcome your new employee. Step two is provide your new employee with needed access. Pro- uh, step three is provide needed tools and resources for your new employee. And step four is da-da-da-da, train your new me- team member properly. Train your new employee properly. Um, And this, again, sounds so obvious, but I'm telling you, I have had so many jobs in my career where it's like, here's the office supplies and there's your desk. Have fun with that. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. And good thing I'm a great learner and that I just figure things out and I'm a self-starter because I literally made my own job descriptions. I made my own manuals, you know, my own Bibles for the job that I did so that when I left, the person behind me totally had whatever training they could possibly need and all the different access and all the different people that they were supposed to or might need to reach out uh, to uh, throughout their day. So this is kind of a sensitive topic to me and maybe why I'm so passionate about this topic. But first of all, when you are doing step four and you're going to train your new employee properly, I want you to have a plan. I want you to think about this before you even hire that person. Like, make sure that it's mapped out day by day. Uh, you want to provide an employee manual where they can find your written company culture, um, where you where they can find um, 
your company policies, where your holidays, whether it's just the days that you're closed or if there's any paid holidays, um, where your benefits are, any available perks. I mean, you know that you have relationships with other businesses either in your town or, um, you know, maybe you're a big enough uh, business where you get, uh, you know, different types of perks like car rental or um, Disneyland tickets or whatever type of perks that you get, if they don't know where to find that, how are they going to take advantage of it? And then that's not much of a perk. So um, also when you're training your new team member, you want to make sure that you share your company history. Tell them about the why and the how. How did this all start and why does it matter? And how do they fit into that history? How do they fit into the future? Um, Of course, you want to train first and foremost to your company culture. Go back to episode three, listen to uh, what I teach about company culture and why that's so important. But just the real brief version of it is you are inviting people into your work family. And so you have to have a set of family rules where everybody knows how you're going to do business, how you make your decisions, what the expectation is. You can teach somebody how to give a blowout that makes a woman feel amazing, but you cannot teach that same person how to smile or how to be kind or how to be full of integrity. Those are things that they need to understand from day one, both in the interview process and as you're onboarding them, that those are non-negotiables, that the company culture is not, those are not rules that you break. And they're really not rules. They're more, it's just how you exist, right? It's just like in your family at home growing up, there were things that were okay and there were things that were not okay. And that was your family culture. Well, that's why training to your company culture first is super important. Then you have to provide thorough job specific training. If you have somebody who is coming um, to be uh, a personal trainer, obviously they're going to need to be, you know, a certified or, you know, whatever certification that you require at your fitness center. But um, they also need to understand um, how you do it at your at your gym. How how do they um, how do they bill their clients or how do they turn in their billable hours to who? I mean, do they turn that into the front desk person? Do they turn that into the lead trainer? Um, do, do they turn that into your accountant? Um, how do they how do they do a fitness assessment at your at your business? How do they, um, if, if you do a promotion, then what does that look like? So they might be trained on how to actually conduct what it is that they do for a living, but you need to be very job specific in how you train them to do it at your actual facility. Of course, you want to provide leadership training if your new employee is managing other people. Um, that can take on various forms. Um, hopefully, we'll have our product launched very soon in, in the leadership area that you can purchase. Um, in the meantime, if you need something even just for a day event or a two-day event for your leaders, shoot me an email, amber at amberhurdle.com. I do these I do this all the time for um, Fortune 500 hospitality companies. I come in and do um, quick leadership trainings for um, small businesses as well. And if you hire enough managers within a quarter or even a six-month period, just having somebody come in and do even like a one-day retreat with them is is meaningful and it will help them be more successful in 
allowing their own team to be at their most productive. And it enables them to carry on that culture that is important to get trickled down from you, the owner, through the different management levels that you might have down to the very single, the last person who, you know, scrubs the toilets or whatever. It needs to it needs to be infused throughout. So leadership training is something you should never skip. And if that's not something that you can do, if you can't bring somebody like me, I mean, I'm not for everybody, but if you can't bring in somebody like me or if you don't have a program to put them through, yourself, then even just having maybe like a monthly book study where you have them read books about leadership and have discussions with them about that is a great way to start developing and uh, flexing those leadership muscles. And then, of course, the last thing you want to do when um, you're in training mode with your new employee is confirm understanding of job expectations. Uh, do they know what it is that they're supposed to do? Have they thoroughly read their job uh job description? Do they have any questions about that? Is there anything that they would like to add to it that they think that they can do more of or better or something that maybe you didn't talk about in the interview process that suddenly caught them off guard or that you changed your mind about? Um, You want to talk to them about their individual goals and the employee review process. They need to understand now at the get-go what they're going to be measured on and how that process works and what they can expect in the future. So they know that when they are evaluated, it's going to go like this, and it just takes a lot of the anxiety out, and it also helps them start living up to that bar that you set for them. And then finally, step five, commit to those regular check-ins. So you set up that um, understanding of job expectations, you talk about their individual goals, you talk about that employee review process, and then you also tell them, okay, and so here's how that's going to go. First, Always encourage an open door policy. Don't let that be lip service. Make sure that you tell them that if something doesn't feel right, that they need to come to you so that it can be quickly and efficiently resolved and that it doesn't fester or it doesn't become a bigger problem and that there is a judgment-free zone and that as long as they come to you with respect, that you will help find a solution for them, whether that's with another uh employee or another contractor or whether that's with them specifically. And so that requires for you to have an open mind and an open heart and genuinely therefore have an open door. Um, of course, as they are getting um, getting their feet wet in their job, you want to give immediate feedback, both positive and negative. If they did a really great job or they caught on to something super quickly, tell them right then and there while you're in the moment, wow, you caught on to that super fast. That was really impressive. I'm so grateful that we have somebody on this team who who can learn lightning fast like that. You're really such an asset. Thank you. Or if maybe they didn't treat a customer the way that you would like for them to be treated and you heard, um, it, even if it's not bad, maybe maybe that's just how they speak in general. And if you didn't like the the tone that they had or if you didn't like their body language or if you didn't, or if you thought they took too much time with the customer or they were overly generous with the customer, then find time privately, not in front of everybody, to just say, hey, I noticed this and, um, you know, this is... This is how I prefer for that to be done, and I know that you're new, and um, so I just wanted to give you that feedback so that you know next time that this is really how we do things here, and I know you'll be great at that. So it doesn't have to be negative Nancy or negative Ned. It can just be very, here are the facts, this is the expectation, um, we appreciate everything that you're doing, here's, here's how we can do it even better. Just keep it simple. And then you want to conduct a one-on-one 30-day formal check-in. Now, if you have weekly one-on-ones, then 
Um, this is a, a little less urgent, but maybe about the one month mark, you can just say like, hey, how, you know, you've been here for about a month. How's it going? Do you need me to do anything differently? Um, it doesn't even have to be like, do, 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 today is our 30 day formal check-in. When I say formal check-in, I mean on your side. I mean, make a note in your calendar or on your meeting plan for, for that particular meeting if you do meet weekly um, to, to just ask how things are going. Ask if there's anything that they need. Do they have any tools and resources that they feel like they need that you haven't provided for them? How are they getting along with everybody? Do they feel like they're getting comfortable in their position and, and that they're moving forward towards their goals? Simple questions. It doesn't have to be super um, formal feeling. I just want you to formally remind yourself to make it happen. And then, of course, you want to do a 60-day check-in as well. And at this point, you might want to give your new employee a survey asking if they've been provided adequate training tools and resources, just kind of like at that 30-day. But at, at 60 days, your new employee is the very uh, it's, it's the highest risk time for turnover is at that 60-day or yeah, it's at that 60 day mark. They've kind of gotten over the honeymoon phase. Now they're really getting into the business of doing business. And if things aren't clicking for them, this is when they're like, oh, did I make the right decision? Or maybe I could be making more money somewhere else. Or I'm very frustrated. I'm not catching on. If I don't catch on soon, I'm probably going to get hacked anyways. So you want to be sure at that 60 days that you are on the same page as your employee. And if something's not clicking, then you need to have an open, honest conversation about that. And likewise, if it's not working on your end, that's probably a good time to cut ties so that you're not getting deeper into a situation that you can't get yourself out of so that they're not doing damage to your business, your brand, your reputation, your company culture. Um, you know, if, if it's not working out by 60 days, if both sides aren't, you know, singing kumbaya, then that's, that's a, that's a good time for either side to say, okay, we thought this was a good plan, but not. Hopefully you did your homework by properly sourcing your candidates, asking all the right questions, onboarding them effectively, but sometimes things happen and that's okay too. Um, we, we prefer for them not to, but if it happens 60 days, probably a good time to sever that tie respectfully. And then, you want to do a 90-day formal check-in. And if you do have longer than a 60-day um, period for, um, I guess, uh, I can't even come up with a word of what that is because it's been so long since I've been uh, in this environment. But if you have um, a probation, there you go, probation period. If you have a 90-day formal probation period, then that's the time to... Formally give them their their offer for you know continued employment or a continued contract relationship, and that's kind of a big big day too. So this is your ninety day check in. No matter if you meet regularly or if you really just meet with your employees thirty sixty ninety days in their onboarding new hire experience, then make a big stink about it if they've been successful let them know like, okay, this, now we really know, we knew before, I mean, obviously we've, we've, everything's been going great, but you've been here for 90 days and now we have the rest of your time here to really see you grow and flourish. Look what you've accomplished in your first 90 days. Look what all you've done. I'm so proud of you. Likewise, if you didn't already make that uncomfortable break at the 60 day period, um, I have found that 
small businesses usually don't make it to that full 90 days. That's kind of more of a corporate standard um, just because you can't, you don't have the time or the resources as a small business to really, you know, let things bleed that long. Um, and you don't have enough support to kind of compensate for a weak employee either to, to, to jump in where there's gaps. So if you do go the full 90 days, then that's also a, a time period to say, okay, this isn't working out on our end. Thank you so much for all that you've done. Here's what we're going to do for you to make sure that, you know, you're taken care of or, you know, whatever. And then, and then sever that relationship at that point. Um, but, if you've gotten somebody through these five steps, um, I, I think that by that 90-day period, you're going to see a significant difference between maybe a previous employee that you just threw to the wolves and let them figure everything out, an employee that has actually had a full 90-day onboarding plan for them. So let's recap real quick. Um, step one, you want to welcome your new team, uh, your new team member. You want to welcome your new employee. Step two is you want to provide your new employee with needed access. Step three is you want to provide needed tools and resources for your new employee. Step four, you want to train your new employee properly. And step five, you want to commit to regular check-ins with your new employee. And that's one week, uh, 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. So I want you to definitely go to uh, amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts, plural with an S, forward slash podcasts, and find this episode. It's episode six, I believe, the five steps to onboarding and training a new employee and download the free worksheet. So you can if you've been taking notes, great. Just go with that. If you want the easy button, download the worksheet um, and and work through the process of what this is going to look like. Even if you're not ready to hire somebody right now, take take an hour of your time sometime this week and map all this out so that you don't have to do it when you are in a crunch and you are in a pinch and you're like, oh my gosh, I need help now. You don't have to, while you're in the weeds, try to figure all this out. So amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast. Look for this particular episode. Download the worksheet and make it happen for you. Get your act together, small business owner, employer of other human beings who depend on you for them to pay their bills. This is this is a this is time to be a big girl. This is time to make to to take your business seriously and to not just be like, oh, well, we're really lax. We're like really chill here. Like that's that's not business. And so um, I want you to take this very, very seriously and treat your employees like you would want to be treated if you were an employee. And it all starts with a plan, of course. You know I'm going to say that because I'm Amber and I plan. Okay, so speaking of I am Amber... I have been getting multiple requests to um, take on some one-on-one clients. So I opened up five spots. A few of those are already taken. Um, I Every summer, I really dial back and I, and I don't take on anything new. I just um, provide um, my services to existing clients, whether that's speaking or 
coaching or training or whatever. Um, so I opened up five slots to my newsletter subscribers. And um, I said, if there was anything left that I would let um, the public know, but I decided, oh, let's not go public yet. Let's let's go next to maybe people who don't subscribe, but who listen to this podcast or to, who subscribe to this podcast. So I'm going to give you second dibs. Um, if you need more help focusing on how to get your, your team together, or if you need more help just on your branding or your marketing or whatever you're struggling with right now as a female business owner, I hear you loud and clear. Like I totally get it. And this is my jam and I love working with people. So again, I'm opening up only five spots in my bombshell VIP coaching experience. It is only for those who are ready to take massive strategic action. So if you just want somebody to pet you and tell you what a good job you're doing, that is not me. I will encourage you. I will tell you how much of a rock star that you are, but I'm also going to expect you to work. I'm going to expect you to take action and to do things that sometimes are uncomfortable so that you can get to a place in your business where it's not uncomfortable anymore and you actually get to enjoy it. So um, if you can handle my velvet machete style coaching, then I would encourage you to reach out. If you're ready for individualized coaching on your company brand, your culture, your marketing, your business systems, your employee engagement, your customer service, then this VIP experience is for you. Um, a few things about it, just so you know, so you don't have to reach out to me and then say, oh, well, that's really not for me. I'm just going to point blank tell you what you get and exactly how much it's going to cost. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Again, I'm an ICF certified coach with a PR advertising degree, a marketing minor, 17 years of experience in external and internal public relations and marketing. Um, we kick it off with a 30-minute complimentary coaching consultation to ensure that we're a good fit. We'll talk a little bit by email, but it's it's an interview process. I'm not going to lie. You are interviewing me and I'm interviewing you because we want to be able to know that this is going to be a good relationship fit, that our personality types are going to jive, that you can handle me and that I can handle you, and that um, when we dive into your business and we get into the nitty-gritty, that we can do that and you will allow me to walk alongside you and that you'll be willing to be vulnerable in that process. And I need to know and believe that you're willing to do the work. So it goes both ways. Mostly, I want you to feel good about handing over the green stuff that you work very hard every single day. I want to earn your trust. So 30-minute complimentary coaching consultation. And then from there, we do a 90-minute uh, video. We do a 90-minute video call to talk goals, desired coaching outcomes, um, any available resources that you have. And we hash all of that out and, and make sure that we are moving in a very strategic direction and that we're not going to be all over the place. From there, we do four 50-minute one-on-one VIP coaching sessions to review your assignments, troubleshoot any challenges, figure out any additional resources that you might have, and then, of course, refine your plan along the way. Notice I didn't say completely uproot and change your plan, but sometimes you do need to tweak things. Now, this is where it gets good, and I've never done this before. I'm, I'm going to do it this time just to see um, if it adds additional value. I'm including, if you are a VIP client, my full Bombshell Business Bootcamp program. So this is lifetime access, of course, as long as it is in existence. Um, and you will work through the program as I coach you on your unique action steps. So we might jump around a little bit, but you will have access to the videos and the training and the worksheets and all that kind of stuff. So even if we don't get to that in our 50 minutes together, you will have a portal 
of additional training that you can go to. So if you like want a Netflix binge on the Bombshell Business Bootcamp program, then you can have at it. You can stay up all night long, like I know so many of you do, and just go crazy with the, with all the different worksheets and a, and a glass of wine. Um, or you can pace yourself with me as we work through that program. And then you also will get my Glamour Goals program. And um, we will simply use those principles to create your action plan, to create your strategic plan for um, what we're working towards together in our coaching relationship. Now, I can say this is worth that and this is worth that and this is really in the end worth a a bajillion dollars, but not today. No, not today, but that's just not who I am. So um, if this all sounds like something that you need in your business, it's 1500 bucks. The end. You email me, you say, hey, Amber, I'm in for this. I email you back. Mary, my amazingly awesome assistant, will work out all the details, make sure that we get it all scheduled and and calendared, and then I send you a bill, you pay me, and then we freaking go to work. So if that's for you, shoot me an email. If you're not ready for that, save up your cookies in your cookie jar. Do not take out a bank loan. Do not put your business in a vulnerable position. Do not not pay your rent to come coach with me. Keep listening to this free podcast. Keep reading my blog posts. Keep following me on social media. Get as much free information as you possibly can. Scour the internet for what it is that you need. Watch YouTube videos. But if you're not ready for this commitment, don't email me. It's fine. You're not there yet. You will be one day and I will be here for you. Um, so this is only for serious yet fun-minded bombshells. <laughs> and um, like I said, we've already booked a couple. Um, we've filled those spots, so there's not many le- left. So do not wait on this decision. If you're listening to this, um, I'm not even sure how many are going to be left at that point. And I-, I could always put you on a waiting list because this will be you know, just a-, a couple months of an engagement at a time. So um, thank you so stinking much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for coming to the Bombshell Business Podcast to learn about business and being an empowered woman and being bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident in business and life. It is my absolute privilege that you are sharing yourself with me. If if coaching's not for you and you want to reach out, just shoot me an email, amber at amberhurdle.com. Let me know what it is that you're struggling with right now. Let me know what you're getting out of this um, podcast. Of course, we always invite you to rate and review. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the more credibility this show gets. And if you tell other women who are just like you, who are just driven and awesome, just like you, that this is a show that they're actually going to get something out of and it's not going to be all fluff or a waste of their time, then guess what? Then you are in in effect helping them by sharing what it means to you. So um, thank you so much. I'm going to see you next week. Be sure that you go to the show notes of this very important episode, download the worksheet, shoot me an email. I just have all kinds of things that I want you to do this week. I'm a little hyped up and I will see you on the next episode of The Bombshell Business Podcast. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.